0: This is the M.D.'s Fantasy Football Show with Dan Maynard, giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Oh man, we got a big show in store for you guys here today. Thanks for tuning in live on our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe and hit the bell notification so you get notified whenever we have new content available to you. You can also check out the MD's Fantasy Football Show on the go when you download us on your favorite podcast app. It's Operation Domination time, a full preview for week nine, our second heaviest bye week of the year, I believe it is. But we got a lot of headlines to get to the NFL trade deadline was yesterday. We had some coach firings. Oh, it's so glorious. I want to try to save some of it because I want to make sure these – Pit, these takes that we have, get into the right segments when you go to check out our YouTube channels later when you're looking for just the Civic Games. Uh, and we need to get our our co-host here introduced. I don't know what the other two knuckleheads are, but Chase is always in the building. Chase Thornton, how you doing, buddy?
2: Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm still celebrating, you know, uh, you know, all the happenings from actually late last night, I guess you could put it. Uh, actually, yeah, it ended up being a lot more fun post-trade uh, deadline than it ended up being, like, pre pre-trade deadline to be dead honest with you this week so far, but uh, Hey, you know, I will take a week and get, and we'll talk some football and get everything sorted out for everybody.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll, we'll get into the Josh jobs of it all and we'll get in the DPJ of it. That was the DPJ thing. We can actually kind of talk off the bat because the lions are on the bye week anyway. So we're going to preview that chase. I love to hear. What was your first thought when they heard the lions acquired DPJ from the Cleveland
2: Browns? Why? <laughs> i just i i mean i i, I like dpj as a play i am I'm, I'm a browns fan um honestly i had been grabbing him uh he's he's still very young he's only 24 yeah um uh, and and i had been grabbing him across the board in dynasty pretty much just setting up for okay well there's a new era in cleveland and they've got a quarterback we thought um and we and, and he just he he looked like he was taking those steps right uh, but then this year comes along and I mean, I know they drafted Cedric Tillman, but it's not like Cedric Tillman has been taking all of the looks from, from people's Jones. And I know that Eli Moore is there, but it's not like they've actually used Eli Moore. Like they should be using Eli Moore. Um, he just hasn't done a whole hell of a lot this year, but I'm not necessarily sure how much he adds to that wide receiver room that they didn't necessarily already have. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I I'm, it didn't move the needle for me much either direction. I'm not scared off of Jamison Williams by Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, I'm not running out to acquire Donovan Peoples-Jones, thinking that all of a sudden he's going to be so much more than what we saw down south in in Cleveland. I just it, it was it was kind of a non-starter for me. And like I said, I like him as a player, and I I'm a Browns fan, but I just didn't I didn't see a ton of Obvious rationale behind this. I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm off, but just just looking in from a fantasy standpoint, I'm like, I'm not sure what else I'm getting here.
0: That's what I thought about Jameson Williams redraft value, not dynasty value, but that's what I thought about his redraft value immediately because he comes in and plays the role. The only role that Jameson Williams has been allowed to somewhat play over the past few weeks. That's it. Some people looked at this as there was just a move to get depth for a missing Marvin Jones. And what I say to people is this, you can sign anybody off the street to get depth for Marvin Jones You're forgetting the fact that Josh Reynolds has not let up any snap counts whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Jameson Williams was finally starting to play a little bit more heading into last week because Marvin Jones was out of the building. You bring in DPJ, who is a nine guy, who is a vertical guy, a guy who can block on the outside. That's the only role Jameson Williams has been allowed to play. I don't know if Jamison Williams is permanently in the doghouse, but I do think he's in the doghouse right now for Dan Campbell. And we've seen what happens to players who get into the doghouse of Dan Campbell. They write him off. Goodbye, DeAndre Swift. You refuse to run up the middle. We're going to draft Jameer Gibbs in the first round and send you and send you and your bags packing over to Philadelphia. I don't know if it's to that point with Jameson because it's still so early in his career because he's been hindered by the suspension, by the injury that he had coming out of college with the ACL. But it did torpedo the crap out of any redraft value that maybe Jamison Williams would have been able to garner in the second half of this season. That it did do for me.
2: It's not just Jamison Williams coming off of that injury and everything else, too. It's the fact that he screwed up royally and got, his, got himself in trouble early this season, too. I mean, that that that's the biggest thing. Every they drafted him knowing he was injured, so it's everybody can forgive if it had taken him longer or whatever to get over their injury, or whatever it's a
0: suspension, it's dropping off
2: football.
0: Yes, it, it's 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 just flat out not
2: playing well. And guys, you are, you are correct are there, there that Alabama that with with on this Dan Campbell run team who feel really feels like he has put his stamp on this organization. I like literally top to bottom. And it just, that, that kind of stuff is not, you get the feeling that's not going to fly. This is Detroit is not going to be the Marvin Lewis, Cincinnati Bengals. It's not going to, it's not going to be any kind of clown show like that. He's not going to allow that to happen. I I don't think they can, uh, I don't think they will. And I don't think they can afford to give up on Jamison Williams. I think it'll be very interesting here coming up in week 10, having that time off to be able to get, People's Jones integrated into the system, learn the system, learn the playbook because it's not Madden football. You don't just trade for a guy in the NFL, plug his ass in unless his name's Baker Mayfield. I know, You're know that. Two
0: Your job is to run nine an that, well, and block. That, well,
2: that's true, but he still has to understand audibles things like he still yeah, has to yeah. he still has course, to be able to jump on the field with 10 other dudes at a time and I run.
0: week is plenty of, time of to do it, though. Just, I think
2: it's I think I think it's perfect timing. So I will be interested to see then in week 10. What is the dynamic with those two guys on the field who does get the snaps outside of just, oh, hey, here's our new guy, and we'll run him out there once or twice, like, eh, what what happens when it's really time? And I think that will that will go a long way towards, yeah, towards answering our questions on the two of them for the rest of the season. I'm not scared off of Josh Reynolds, and I'm not scared off of obviously, you know, anybody else in that offense, but I wasn't necessarily high on Jameson Williams anyway right, for this season. Sure. I thought maybe
0: you have some sleeper value, but that's about it. Let's head into our Thursday night matchup because we got a ton of headlines to talk about (laughs) today. We got the Tennessee Titans taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we welcome Adam LaRue into the show on that note. Adam, how are we doing this week, man? Were you excited?
1: Yeah, excited. Very, yeah. (laughs) We had so much (laughs) it.
0: (laughs) <laughs> are, we had where Slack chat was going back and forth. I know Adams just just chomping at the bit to get into some of this stuff. So, first things first, though, Thursday night game, Steelers are actually favored here at minus two and a half with an over under of 36 and a half heading into this game. Both teams, believe it or not, are four and three against the spread this year. But the Titans have only seen two games going the over, the Steelers have only seen one game going on the over. I don't care that it's 36 and a half. I'm still cashing the under heading into this Thursday night matchup, especially in Pittsburgh where it's going to be cold too. I'm not expecting a lot of high flying offense in this game. Don't care about Kenny Pickett. Adam, are you going to stream Will Levis? Levis, no. yeah, excuse me. No. No. There, There
1: is, I cannot remember a performance that I have, has made me want to like fade a player, both betting fantasy in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> The success rate, the accuracy versus the actual output, like the discrepancy there is for a first game is some of the craziest I've ever seen. Like the DeAndre Hopkins touchdowns were like behind him. like Like the only one he hit, he's wide open, like nobody within 10 yards. I'm sorry, I'm not buying into this in the slightest. Like I'm taking the Steelers. I'm... Fading Levis from like a prop bet perspective, and I am not streaming Will Levis.
2: The Westbrook <laughs> <But laughs> Akina pass, him, I'm selling. The Westbrook <laughs> Akina touchdown pass was not a bad pass. That was that no, was an impressive? That's what I will give him credit. That like, was why he got drafted. Right, right, like you saw all of it. The Armstrong, I mean, he flicked his wrist, and the the ball went. And, 40 yards the, the was, good thing is, is that he
1: didn't get worse from kentucky the bad thing is is that he's still the same he's player still, he <laughs> he's, yep, yep. like the accuracy things were there he just got bailed out a lot but the, i'll give you the uh, west but it's to die, was good. You can
0: at least throw a deep ball off a of play action an improvement for tennessee oh, he did not die there's on the no field. question
1: he should be the starter over Tannehill. but for yes. fantasy purposes i'm still not interested
0: Okay, and that's fair. We don't have enough data. That's plain and simple. We don't have enough data. He will get tested, even though the Steelers have a secondary that you've been able to take advantage of the pass rush against that offensive line. In a second, start a, of,
1: a Tomlin defense on a short uh, week. <laughs> on a short yeah. week,
0: it, it will tell us a lot of what we need to know about Will Levis. But if he can at least hit play action bomb, maybe DeAndre Hopkins does come back to life. Maybe there's room for Derrick Henry to run. Those are the things that I think we're more looking yeah. for. I do have him at uh, quarterback 16 this week for in three spots ahead of the ECR for what that's worth. I still don't have him as somebody I want to play, and that's quarterback 16 on a week with four teams on by and about third of the league with backup. So uh, just throwing that out yeah, there. That's fair. Throwing it out there, too. Uh, Josh came in here with a question. He's asking, should he upgrade anything, looking at his team. Uh, you're, look, your 16-man league here, Josh. I'm not going <laughs> to read off every single person you have in here. You're, You're all okay. set. You're good to go right there. That's your twenty a a man,
2: man league. Yeah,
0: yeah. Your twenty man league, though, and I am going to talk about this a little bit later. I am looking to sell Jacoby Myers. On the news that Aiden O'Connell is going to be the starting quarterback and all the switches there. I don't want to get too much into it because we are going to have to go on a segment about that later on, but I am looking to sell Jacoby Meyer. So maybe keep that in mind, Josh. All right. So let's get back to the Tennessee Pittsburgh game. Derek Henry cracks my top 10 this week. I do want to put this out there. The Steelers have Cam Hayward back. When Cam Hayward is in the building, they are a much different run defense. However, you have Derrick Henry, you're playing Derrick Henry. I don't think there's much else really to say about that. Uh, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, I want to pound my head against the table. RB3s, <laughs> is, is that fair, especially in Tennessee? Like, their, um, their props are horrible here. Do we got Najee Harris at 44 and a half rushing yards? And it's it's, it's, his numbers pretty much been right about there. Tennessee though, 12th least rushing yards to the running backs. I probably lean on the under if anything in that spot. Jalen Warren has gone over his rushing prop, which is only 23 and a half rushing yards in all of two games. That I think you can still hit the over on in this matchup, even against Tennessee. I think he will get enough touches for that. And Tajay Spears, I mean, I just, I wish he get the ball more. He plays, he's on the field. He just still, they still will not give he, him. He missed his good.
2: chance. He missed his chance at 4 p.m. Eastern yesterday
0: yeah pretty uh, that's a pretty much good way to to sum it up there uh chase let's talk a little Deontay Johnson here because I like him better than the ECR got him at 22 I'm locking him in as a starter this week ECR's got him at 26 though I I I don't I don't know why I mean Tennessee is a good matchup here ninth most receiving yards to the wide receivers seventh most fantasy points on a per game basis he's been good and both of his games that he's returned to, whether he's had to deal with Kenny Pickett or Mr. Trubisky or whatever, by the way, I kind of buried the leader. Kenny Pickett is expected to start in yeah. tomorrow night's game. Uh, I don't understand why we're so low on Deontay Johnson. Who's been getting the job done even when he's missing a quarter.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not low on Deontay Johnson. I'm low on Kenny Pickett, but like you said, we, we don't talk about him. So uh, no, I, I said, Hey, I said last week, I, uh, uh, Hey, Deontay Johnson is a locked in wide receiver too at, at, worst for the rest of the season he's, he's going to see eight thousand targets a game which is awesome and you know even if you only catch 53 percent of those which is kind of where he's been at it, i mean that's he's seen enough targets to make that count the touchdowns are going to come or at least at touchdown is going to come he's not going to dwayne bow it for the rest of the season for two years in a row so you know i i i love deontay johnson i've got him i i had him as a big time uh, draft i drafted him all over the place in redraft before the season and you know hoping hoping against hope that i that i you know could could survive after he got hurt week one and i'm thrilled to have him back everywhere i've got him so yeah he's 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 a guy that you if you've got him on your roster put him in put him in at your two put him in at your flex or whatever and then look to upgrade elsewhere on the roster because he's just going to give you consistent steady production that way
0: Yeah, 100%. And if you have him, by the way, and you plan on playing him, put him in your number two spot. Don't put him in your flex spot.
2: Yeah, you've got it. He's Thursday night game. You want to put him, yeah, put him in the actual wide receiver slot. Don't be flexing him.
0: Right, absolutely. Uh, 58 and a half receiving yards. I want the over on that. I also want the over on the four and a half reception mark. Uh, He's been over both those marks since he's returned, even with all the quarterback chaos. George Pickens, on the other hand, I still have him as a wide receiver. Three. He did score a touchdown to save his day. It definitely helps that Kenny Pickett is the quarterback, not Mitchell Trubisky. So the other, cause I was ready to kick George Pickens outside of my top 36. So like, Oh, Kenny Pickett's going to play. All right, fine. He'll over target George Pickens just enough to give him a shot at wide receiver three, whatever. What, what, what are you doing? With Deandre Hopkins, Adam, because now I got him at wide receiver 28. I don't think one game is enough to put him in the top 24, which is where the ECRs got him going into this matchup. I got to see it again. He was dead to rights until Sunday. So uh, what do you do with DeAndre Hopkins? your your confident level all the way through? You're going to start him in your lineup or you keep it on your bench still?
1: I'm probably flexing him in a lot of spots. I think he's a high upside flex. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd say 28 feels really right to me. Uh, I think this entire year, he doesn't separate great, but he's looked good catching the ball. It's just been Tannehill not being able to give him opportunities. And I do think that Levis will do that Um, as much as I ragged on him a little bit earlier. uh, I do think Levis is an improvement in that regard. Um, So yeah, I, I think he could enter the low end wide receiver two territory, but I'm not giving it to him after one game.
0: Yeah, Just keep in mind here, it he was wide receiver 48 previous the last week. So it's a long climb there before we. I feel really confident about DeAndre Keep in
2: mind, too, Hop is dealing with a toe injury, too. He was a DNP, I believe. Today, yeah. So, he's, yeah, he's
0: expected. He was limited. But, just, he's, but he's ju-
2: ex- yeah, just watch. Yeah. Though.
0: But yes, yeah. he might not be 100% heading into this matchup either. Uh, Chicka Conkwell, I wish you were something, man. But but you're just, you're not. So let's just go, let's just go to our next matchup. Here. <laughs> circumstances, right. dude. Circumstances. Yeah, circumstances. Yeah.